Hey, I'm Renee. And I'm Anjalise. And we're the hosts of your podcast, Hidden, Hidden But Not, Not Unseen. Unseen. Welcome to episode three. Episode three, guys. Season two, episode three. We in this joint. Let's go to our icebreaker question as always. So the question for this week, would you rather never be stuck in traffic again or never get another cold? Andra, Lise, what is your answer? Um, this is a good one. Um, I think I would rather never get a cold because I Next just one. had one. Yep. I think it was not a cold. I think it was like the flu or bronchitis or something. I honestly don't know what some, it was. I feel like it was two weeks long. But it was it was a very long time. It was like the longest I've, I think I've ever gotten sick. And it was like the worst thing ever. Yeah. And I don't want to cough ever again in my life. <laughs> so I was coughing up my lungs all the time. Um, and then I would also rather have never get a cold because sometimes I like sitting in traffic and like listening to music and like just, I don't know. I'm mm. not ever like hating traffic unless I'm late, which I'm usually early. So mm-hmm. it's chill usually. It's not LA traffic, so I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> LA traffic is terrible. If yeah. you've ever been in it, it's horrible. No, I haven't, but I've heard so i have and it's terrible (laughs) i think it's just off topic but we were like on our way from the airport to the dream center yeah like a 15 minute drive Mm -hmm. bro i'm pretty sure i took a nap for like 45 minutes Mm, yeah that sucks quite yeah orlando traffic is fine so i'm fine with that Mm. what about you um yeah haven't really thought about it (laughs) um I think never be stuck in traffic again. I don't get sick a lot. Oh, so well, that then, makes like, sense. And when I do, it usually passes pretty quick. I also know how to like hijack my body to get over the cold quicker. I guess I don't know. Whatever. I can like I know what to do. I know the remedies. <laughs> Recovery. I know the remedies. We know how to do it. Like my body will take care of itself pretty pretty quickly Mm -hmm. um so being sick just means that like hey i could take a day off of school or work or whatever so i'm fine with that now i do like jamming to music on a road trip Mm -hmm. traffic though like traffic does suck i just don't like traffic i don't like sitting away i like if i'm like on the move and i have like a constant flow like i'm straight so as long as there's no traffic i'm good i always want to make a car that flies above traffic so maybe (laughs) one of these days i will um but yeah I'll probably never get stuck in traffic again because traffic can be bad. Mm. Imagine like I four just piled up, oh. and you're just stuck in one place. That's true for like an hour. It yeah, sucks. that sucks. I don't take the highway, so it's fine with me. <laughs> nah, so well. I don't take the highway unless I have to. True. Episode three is actually on the topic of being complacent. That is correct. Um, But before we get started, just as always, disclaimer, we are not theologians. So that means we did not go to school to study the Bible all the way. But we did our due research to be able to understand these topics as well as we can. And we also urge you guys to do the same thing um, to, you know, see what we're saying, hear what we're saying and and all of that good old jazz. So let's get into it. So what is being complacent? Like, what is complacency? 
It is contentment or self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness of actual dangers or deficiencies. Wow. Yeah. So like self-satisfaction, complacent, staying in one place, all of that type of stuff. Um, There's a verse in Revelation that kind of just, God is talking to all these churches or whatever, and he says this to a particular church. Um, Revelation chapter 3, 15 through 16, it says, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. That is some strong language to say like, hey, be one thing or the other. Don't be in the middle. Don't be lukewarm. Don't just sit here in like a comfortable place or a comfortable position. Like I need you to move. I need you to either decide you're going to be with me or, or against me. You know what I mean? So complacency is pretty much that lukewarmness, that in between stuff that God does not like. He will spit you out because Mm -hmm. of it. Um, so has there ever been a season in your life, um, where you feel like you've been complacent? Of course. (laughs) <laughs> if you've been in the if you've been in this game for a minute, I feel like it, yeah. yes, you've probably been complacent at some point in your life. Yeah, so I think like the biggest period of time where I've been complacent was probably at the beginning of my walk with Christ. So like I got saved in 2012, which was my se- senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> and so I was like, you know, obviously God moved and like whatever and I was starting a relationship with him and I went to church and all that stuff but like I never really did anything else but go to church mm. like on Sunday and so like I didn't get involved in small groups or like when people would talk to me I would respond but like I didn't really want to talk to them <laughs> um, and have community and so it was like it was very like self-focused like I never really wanted to grow that much like I didn't want to be that uncomfortable Mm -hmm. like it was just enough to like you know be a part and whatever and I would just go home and not like hang out in the building or whatever Mm -hmm. and so it was just like looking back it was very self-focused like I did not care about other people like what Mm -hmm. people thought about me like I just was like prideful in a way um and so that actually lasted for like four years solid (laughs) which is a long time solid and there's like a little bit of growth but there's only so much you can have without yeah yeah, without like stepping out of your comfort zone yeah and not focusing on your problems and so the first time that i actually did something that was scary and different for my walk was um i did actually love week for the first time in 2016 it was like the first time they ever did love week which if you don't know what love week is (laughs) probably don't um it's a week basically a mission trip at home and you basically do outreaches all week in the city of orlando Mm -hmm. because that's where i'm at and so also other areas around orlando but mostly in orlando and so I did that, and that was, like, the most uncomfortable week ever, but it was really great because I felt God do so much. And so ever since that moment, like, he also spoke to me during the week, and he, like, revealed, you know, next steps. And Mm -hmm. so those were scary also, but because I took that one step of faith, like, God revealed, like, other steps of faith, and, like, I would have to, like, continue to be uncomfortable and continue to take those steps and so ever since then, 
Um, I think, I think of myself as a pretty obedient person. Like if I hear the voice of God, I'm going to do whatever he says. Yeah. And so like, because he spoke, I was like, okay, I have to do this even though it sucks. (laughs) And so that has led me to where I'm at now. But it took that first step of like actually submitting to what God wanted and like doing something uncomfortable that got me out of that complacent season. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think for me, like, I mean, there's been other like smaller complacent seasons in my mm-hmm. life where it's just like, maybe it's a, a couple of weeks or a couple of months where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of like stuck in this situation. Yeah. And I, like, I know what I should be doing, but I'm not really doing it. And so then I'm just going to stay here, whatever. But I think the biggest complacent season for me would probably be around the same time in high school, um, mm-hmm. where I kind of like... I was in church and I kind of was just doing church because it was a routine yeah. and I was kind of just there. But like, like you said, there's no, there's no growth. There was no hunger for like more mm-hmm. of what to do. Um, and I just kind of, it's also my backsliding season where I kind of went a little bit more into the world than I, I, I would have liked to say that I was in the world. Right. Um, but yeah, I would have to say it was then when I, it was like my junior, senior year of high school and a little bit of college, you know? So it lasted several years where I kind of just was like, I was like in church and I was going to church and I was doing stuff in church, but there was never really any like, okay, you need a life change. You need to really be in me and abide in me and stop focusing on like whatever your satisfactions and your pleasures of the world may be like, yeah, I get that you want, um, the car, you want the house, you want the money, you want the relationship, you want whatever, whatever it is. Like you want these things, not saying that those are all the things that I wanted, but I'm just in a general sense, like we get it that these are the things that like you'd want. And so then maybe you're chasing that in the world instead of like sitting and abiding in me and letting those things happen for you, um, through me. So mm-hmm. it was kind of just like whatever I want to do, but like also like I guess I'll pray and I guess I'll read my word like one time out of the three months, like every three four months. Uh, for for God so loved the world, like <laughs> you're not even really invested in right. it. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, I think that was my biggest complacent season. And now you know, growing with Christ, being in Christ, like I can catch it way sooner and be like, all right, come on, mm-hmm. like let's go, let's get out of this, like let's move and all of that type of stuff. So yeah, that's good. So how do you know if you're complacent? How do you? Well, I think the first thing to look at is if it's all about you. Yeah. So like like you said, the definition, um, it's like self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness. So like if you are unaware, you might not know unless you think about it. But right. um, it's all about you. So like you don't have empathy for others. Like, you don't, like I said, for my like story... I didn't really care what people thought or, like, if they invited me out to somewhere, like, I didn't really want to do it because I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So just, like, making it about me and my comfortability and, like, being prideful and not really wanting to do more for God and, mm-hmm. you know, having no wisdom. And then I think also another thing is if you're used to the routine of things. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what I was saying. <sighs> yeah. It was just doing things to do things right and that's it's so easy to do that especially in our like culture where like it's you know you gotta stay busy you gotta stay doing yeah. stuff and usually don't really venture out into something that you're uncomfortable with doing uh-huh. um, unless it's like i feel like if it's job related like yeah. you know after you graduate school you go out after that you know dream job. job yeah but like other things you don't really seek after 
like you want to stay comfortable and you resist the change yeah i know i resist the change all the time i hate like comfortable my yeah my my flesh hates change but my spirit thrives off of it (laughs) and so like i know this and so i just suffer through it (laughs) and it's fine because like it'll benefit me in the end but resisting change is definitely um you know one of the things that make you complacent because you don't want to change what who you are and like because it seems like such a big curveball right it's like oh no i'm here like wake up go to work (laughs) go to school go to sleep (laughs) wake up oh my god work go to school that makes me like cringe like people just have these like very very strict schedules not saying that strict schedules are like horrible but like in this complacent season like it is what it is and there's never any change and like if there is the opportunity for a change, you're like, wow, that will really mess up the schedule that I have set. And I love the schedule. Yes. So I'm not going to do anything to be different. Right. Even though maybe that difference will like project you into the next like the season yeah. or the next thing that like is supposed to propel you even further and to continue your growth. Right. But nah, we it, like to stay where we at. Right. It reminds me of this movie called The Truman Show. Have you seen I, it? I've never seen it. Oh my gosh. Okay, basically, <laughs> this guy, just Jim Carrey, uh-huh. played by Jim Carrey, and he just, like, he was born into this fake world. Okay. That's a TV show. So, there's, people in the real world are watching his life. Wow. Um, and he doesn't know he's being watched. He doesn't know that it's not real. Like, he's born into this mm-hmm. life that is fake, that he doesn't know is fake. So, it's really trippy. And, like, really sad, but he lives his life, and it's, like, the same every day. Like, he wakes up, he goes to work, he says hi to his neighbor, he gets in his car, he drives to work, and all this stuff. And so, it's the same every day, every day, every day, and then mm. one day, it's, like, a slight change, and he notices it, and he's, like, that's different. And uh. so, then it just continues to build, and then, at the in the end, he finds out, like, that it's fake. Wow. But it's so crazy how, like, this whole time, like, I don't even know how old he is in the movie, but he's, like, a grown adult at this point and it started when he was born so like all these years he's been living the same life That's and there was no growth there was nothing different it was all the same until like one thing happened mm. like, there was a slight change wow. and so i that's what i think of because like i feel like a lot of us can get into that routine and like not even notice like years go by mm-hmm. like i don't know if you know people like this but years will go by and they're in the same like same the spot. same spot and you're like bro i last time i saw you was 10 years ago <laughs> and <laughs> like you're still here yes i don't with know with the same maturity level like the same perspective like there's nothing new gotta be aware of these things very very much so um i think the the last thing that at least that we wrote down about like kind of just being aware of like how, like how are you complacent and things mm-hmm. like that is like you do not rely on god mm-hmm which is a very scary thing. It is very scary. You know, because then it's like all in your own strength. Like we were saying, it's very self-satisfactory, mm-hmm. self-whatever. Like you just have this um, confidence and, and pride in yourself where you're like, I'm the one who does it. Like I make these things happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not trusting God with the things that he's telling me to trust him in. Like mm-hmm. it's all of this just like um, self-control of, of everything that is around you because you're like well if i can put my hands on it then i can control it and we'll keep it the same way and as long as i know that i can do it this way then it'll be fine but like 
there's something beautiful about putting your trust and mm-hmm. relying on God and mm-hmm. just watching him take care of everything. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, it's so nice. this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think of like those people who like, we all know someone, mm-hmm. <laughs> but those people who know, like they have heard from God to do something that's, you know, something outside of their comfort zone, something they need to step out and do. I'm going to fight somebody. But they, I know it's so frustrating. And they know they hear the voice of God, but they just turn to like good works and like, they're like, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Just Ugh. do it better. Blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. I'll go on more outreaches. I'll serve more. But like God is telling you to do that one thing and you're not wanting to do it because it's uncomfortable. Not even that, man. Some people, like I was saying, some people think they could just do it better than God. Right. And that God doesn't have their best intentions at heart. Yeah. And they're like, I'll just do it myself then. I'll get there myself. Because we don't see it move as quickly as we want it to be. But there's a season, there's a time where it's like. Right now that I've given you the promise, now that I've given you this word, I need to develop you. Yeah. And we hate the development process. Yeah, it sucks. And so we're like, we got a word, so we got to run with it. So that means that, like, it's happening now. So I'll just try and force it my way. No. And the development stage is not going to look like what you think. No, it's going to suck. It's going to suck very much. You're going to take a seat. It's going to hurt. Come on. (laughs) You might got to take a seat somewhere. Take a seat. (laughs) And sit and listen for seven days. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. But man it's 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 really sad when you see other people like fighting with with god and not trusting him and we've seen it all too much and honestly (laughs) probably is us too oh yeah i've definitely been there hello yeah it's scary (laughs) doing Uh the things that god says to do oh my resistance (laughs) (laughs) the whole first year and a half of my internship I'm not, I'm not called to ministry. I'm not gonna do this i don't know and everybody else is saying oh you're gonna be a pastor you're gonna do this you're going to do ministry, whatever. I'm like, I am not. Mm-hmm. I'm here because the Lord told me to come to this internship program, but I am not <laughs> going right. to do this. And then he like tapped me on my shoulder and he's like, bro, I'm calling you to this. And I was like, ah, fine. I guess I'll accept it. <laughs> like, it's one of those things. Not like, yeah. oh, fine. But it's like, dang, no, like you legit are placing me here. Like I can't try mm-hmm. and like, cause everything else wasn't working out. Like me trying to do things in my own strength, my own way. Right. Nothing was working out. But when you like submit, and rely on God and like say like okay no these are the words that you say to me all right I'm gonna accept them then everything starts to like fall into place right and you're like yeah man I could have just avoided all of this so much sooner but I did it mm-hmm. because I was comfortable in my my own ways comfortable in doing what I wanted to do oof scary it's very scary all right but then like cool we know we're complacent people <laughs> you know yeah but like we don't want to stay complacent. No. Because that's not hopefully a good not. thing. Hopefully <laughs> not. Right. Hopefully not. It's not a good thing to stay complacent. Especially it's like, not. yeah, no, it's not good. Um, so then what can we do to not be complacent? Like that would be the next question yeah. or the next step into like, okay, no, I'm complacent. I don't want to be complacent. How, How do, do I, I not be yeah. complacent? Well, first thing, like probably one of the most important things is like, yeah, get close to God. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, as as long as you as, as you begin to abide in him and sit under him or whatever, like he will then lay on your heart like different things that will like challenge you. They may be a little difficult. They may mm-hmm. may cause you to like be uncomfortable, but it's like it's his will. Mm-hmm. And so then like we just need to be okay with sitting in his presence, knowing that things are going to be a little bit challenging because they're going to they're going to make us feel uncomfortable. But like ultimately it's it's God's will and we need to follow those things. Yeah. You know, and so that's like 
It's so good. I'm learning that in this season, <laughs> not because of complacency, but mm-hmm. because of a different thing, like just abiding and like resting in God yeah. and like listening to him and whatever his will is. Like, it's just so much better in that position. It um, is. And what that requires is like, man, you got to read your word and you got yeah. to pray to God. Yeah. Like in those moments of reading and praying and all of that type of stuff, like he builds your character. He makes you into the person that he's calling you to be. And that's that, that's that season that we don't like, you know, it's that, it's that, uh, resistance season. It's that whatever season, um, that is just so uncomfortable, but in those, like God develops you Mm -hmm. and he makes you and changes you or finds you into like someone different. So those seasons are just so important. So like read your word, learn from him. Yeah. Get some character. Get some fruit. Pray to him. Listen to him. Like, I don't know what else to say other than these things. Right. Do it. And, like, obviously when we first get saved, we have, like, that hunger. And then usually there's, like, a complacent season that comes afterwards. Kind of, like, fizzles out. Yeah, because you're just like, oh, okay, we're now we're, like, what's it called? Plateau? Oh, yeah, you're plateauing, (laughs) yeah. Um, And so, like, I feel like if you're not just saved, you probably need to, like, go deeper in your word, like, you know, every yeah. every season, there's, like, something new to just do to change it up. Like, read more. Like, read yeah. two books. I don't know. There's I, just, just... I just feel like, um, which is, it's so true, and I, I've been saying it a lot recently, is, like, God requires more of you, like, the oh, further yeah. you go yes. into him. So, like, you can't rely on the Bible the, verse of the, the day. The one, right, the Bible <laughs> verse of the day or the one little scripture that you read when you first become a Christian to sustain you yeah. when you're 15 years down the line. Yeah. Like, for God to love the world is not going to keep you. Right. And when you're you like are about like, to preach and right. stuff. <laughs> and you're saying, and you have the same message. God loves it. Like, no, yeah. that's not going to sustain true. you as you continue to grow in Christ. Yeah. And sometimes we forget that. Very much so. Um, also, like, you need to listen. I feel like, um, when we pray, sometimes we just talk, 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 and like ask, we usually just ask for things. Mm-hmm. God, can you sa- save my family? Can you do this? Can mm-hmm. you heal me? Can you blah blah blah? Just you're just constantly asking for stuff. Yeah. Um, but like God wants to talk to you. Yeah. Like a nor like a normal conversation, not mm-hmm. always like just demanding for things, but also like in a conversation with a friend or a family member like usually listen to the other person some people do <laughs> right some people have issues with that in normal like physical relationships yeah but you're supposed to listen to the other person talk yeah so like don't let every second of your time that you spend with god be you talking and filling up the space mm-hmm. like just listen be still i know it could be hard for a lot of us <laughs> Because we need something, we need to either be talking or we need to be listening to something, like music or whatever. Yeah. But like, just sit and listen to what he has to say. Yeah, I'm definitely in a place of like, like also doing that yeah. myself. Yeah. Because it is, I mean, through the fast pace of life, you expect responses yeah. to be as quick, quick too. Right. But like, understand that like, God speaks on his timing like yeah. our timing is not the same as god's timing and so like if we don't take that time to listen we miss everything that he's yeah. trying to say and wonder why things aren't moving and he's like well i had the answer for you yeah but you didn't take the time to listen yeah so like i need you to be in a place of stillness which is why we need to listen in order to be able to hear the direction from the lord that's why like this whole point is is 
probably one of the most crucial points I think mm-hmm. that we're going to say just because it's the beginning and this right. is the start of like the basic information mm-hmm. that you need to know that like, man, you need to get close to God and it requires reading, it requires praying and listening. it requires listening. Yeah. So that and you it's a constant understand. thing. You do that forever. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's never a time that <laughs> no. you're not going to not have to listen right. because yeah, right. I mean, that's just how the relationship works. That's how any relationship yeah. works. It's how any communication works. If yeah. you're the only one talking, but you're <laughs> expecting a response, but you're the only one you're talking. Not leaving you're... space for them to respond. Right. So learning how to just be still and let those moments yeah. and, and give God the space to like speak like, man, so what? You got to be in prayer for an hour and a half, but you spend 15 <laughs> minutes praying and the rest of the time is mm-hmm. listening to God. So what? Mm hmm. If your future depends on it. Right. Sometimes he has a lot to say. Step, right. If the next step depends on it, like, yeah. so what, man? Yeah. And it's also not just listening to what he says, but actually doing what he says. Responding. Yeah. Because, like, you can listen and he'll speak and he'll tell you to do things and you're just like, okay. And then the next day you don't do it. Mm. And that's disobedience, first that's, of all. That's so good. Yeah. Like. <laughs> obedience is required a response is required it's not just like hey i want this thing okay but i need you to do this yeah Um, i just want the thing yeah no it's never going to be your way so so don't expect it to be just gotta listen to god and what he has to say yeah do that but in proverbs chapter 1 verse 32 it says for the simple are killed by their turning away and the complacency of fools destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Yeah. And so that kind of just ties into the listening point. Like whoever listens to God, like he'll, you'll be secure. You'll, you know, yeah. you'll be fine. You'll have peace. You'll have comfort. Like even if you're in the discomfort, like, Yes. You know, doing things that you hate doing, like, you know, speaking, <laughs> aka me. Um, You're doing a great like, job at it. God will literally just be your comfort and, like, he'll literally be with you through mm-hmm. it. So, like, it's fine. Yeah. And that's, like, the great part. Because, like, if you were to do something uncomfortable, like, on your term without God, like, you won't. You'll have, like, anxiety and you'll, like, freak out. So uneasy. You're like, am I doing the right thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. You're just in the cycle of, like, no peace. Right. And so with God, it's way better. So the second point is, kind of relates, um, stepping out of your comfort zone and stretching yourself. Come on. Do that. (laughs) What more can we say? Yeah, usually when God, when you listen to God and he speaks, he usually tells you to do stuff that's very uncomfortable. Um, And it's shocking. That's how you, like, really know that it's not you because... It's like, yeah, go do internship. And you're like, huh? Yeah, go preach. You said, huh? Yeah, go talk to this person. What? Huh? I don't want to. <laughs> you want me to do what now? Yeah. Yeah. So stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's really, I mean, you said it, like doing stuff that like you normally would not want to do. Yeah. It's stepping outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. And it's usually the thing that God tells you to do. Like, All the time. For me, like you said, it was internship. I was over here. I mean, you just heard two seconds ago. Like, I was like, (laughs) the first year and a half of internship, I was like, I'm not called to ministry, but the Lord told me to do it. And I did it in a place where I was literally getting ready to go to um, 
a big university. Mm-hmm. I was like almost done with doing a lot of my prereqs at community college because, yeah. hey, get it done cheaper hey. and not have save to sit in the class. Right. Save money, live better. So I was getting done with all my prereqs and getting ready to transfer to a big university, yeah. University of Central Florida. And at the start of that year in January, God was like, do internship. And I was like, so you really want me to sacrifice? Like you really like, I feel like you called me to do this like school thing. And you really want me to sacrifice two years of my life. Mm-hmm. It's like, what does that mean for school? Like, am I not going to do it? Like, am, am I in the wrong path? Cause I've been doing this my whole life. Like what's, what's up? Yeah. And so like, it was just an uncomfortable moment. A thing that something that I would never say yes to that. I was like, but like, God, it is your will mm-hmm. because I was in a season of saying yes. But like he was preparing me right. <laughs> with that, doing that, you know, say yes, say yes, say yes to mm-hmm. do something that then ultimately impacts not just my life, but the lives that are attached to my life after this. Yeah. Just from a simple yes. Yeah. So yeah, it say yes to things. It makes a big deal, yeah. Right. It's crazy. A big, it makes a major deal. Yeah. The next thing would be, um, you know, ask God for wisdom and understanding and stuff like that. Yeah. And knowledge. Like, and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> and stuff like that. No, like, I mean, that's a good, it's a real thing. Yeah. I remember um, in the time of complacency, like, towards the end of it, I feel like, um, I used to go to Valencia um, on the west side, and I didn't have a car, so I would take the bus for two hours, and so I just remember, like, I would pray on the bus, like, listening to music, I'd just be praying, Uh and I also, whatever, long story short, I met someone on the bus who was, like, a Christian, and they inspired me a lot to like grow and like step out of the season that I was in mm-hmm. and so they always prayed for wisdom knowledge and understanding and so like once they told me that I was like oh shoot like maybe I should pray for that so then yeah. I started asking for it man oh man <laughs> I did not know what I was asking for yeah <laughs> but, I think that's a lot of our prayers the yeah. Lord lays things on our hearts to pray and we're like we don't know what this means yeah I had no idea what that meant like knowledge understanding not like wisdom like what does that mean <laughs> but man asking for it will change your life because he changes your perspective and yeah. like, gives you just this random knowledge that you just know like what God would want you to do. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I think just like, I mean, when you ask for these things, like he will give you the understanding of like the purpose behind what you're going through. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And the reasons that it leads up to though you may not understand every single thing in God's will, but he'll give you that clarity when you ask for the understanding of it. But then like you will have the wisdom as well to then be able to approach that thing properly. Yeah. And like not like being your own flesh, and your own will and all of mm-hmm. that type of stuff, because it's like, okay, no, I understand this is for something different. It's bigger than me. Cool. So God, how do I like, take control of this in the proper way that glorifies mm-hmm. you and it's not just all about self-satisfaction it's like about if you can see what my hands are doing <laughs> this is this is what makes sense to me i can't put it in words okay number four is accept change with open arms no matter how much you hate it <laughs> wow like i said th- i said this before with like change but i literally hate change but I accept it with open arms, even though Mm -hmm. I'm crying my way through it. Um, But God will always teach you something and allow for growth to take place when you accept change, period. (laughs) Yeah, that's really, really good. And also, like, um, don't avoid situations, opportunities, or confrontations um, for you to grow as a person. I feel like God (laughs) usually 
likes to put people in predicaments like this Mm -hmm. um for you know growth like god will tell you to like face the situation that you've been facing your whole life obviously to to you know cross that hurdle but also like people like he'll like tell you to talk to people and be like hey tell this person this and you're like what no i don't want to like Mm. what (laughs) (laughs) and then um you just have to face those things but it like helps you grow and like be more bold and all this stuff and so that's also something to note yeah um and then the last thing that we have written down um is to you know like to fully and completely trust god yeah like (laughs) like i don't know what else to say other than that but like you have to be in a place of like tr- trusting that God's process and promises and, mm-hmm. and reasons behind everything that he's doing, like is the best thing for you. Yeah. Because if you don't, then like all of this is pointless. Right. <laughs> but like yeah. in trusting God completely and doing all of that, like, like he will show you like so many things he'll he'll break so many things off of mm-hmm. your life he'll reveal you know so many things oh. you'll get the wisdom you'll get the understanding you'll get yeah. the knowledge and all this type of stuff like it's just a step at a time you just gotta like yeah. all right i put my faith in you right here cool all right oh it wasn't bad cool great 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 and then i'll do it again and this one, oh wow no like, this is great mm-hmm. like and then you just keep walking you're like wow i don't know why i resisted this so much because in yeah. fully trusting God and giving him each little bit, so much has changed in such a short amount of time compared yeah. to when I tried to do it, good. nothing was moving. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. And he also reveals God. like, he reveals things in your past. You're like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like just when you just give stuff to him, like he'll just turn it around and like show you all the things that you never understood in your life. You're like, Oh yeah, it makes sense now. Yeah. All I had to do was this to Mm -hmm. like, understand that's crazy. Yeah. But God do be well. He's crazy. Trust him. Be obedient to him. He honors faithfulness for sure. Amen. But, um, I'm going to read from Psalms 23 verses one through six. Come on. Um, I love this, these verses. It's not just one. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me to paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Oh my gosh, I can cry, <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> I mean, it's okay for you. No, I know it's fine. No, yeah, like man, he's so good though. The Lord is my shepherd. Like he is with you through all of it, and he will restore your soul. Yeah, like, he'll lead you where he needs to lead you, and even if you feel like you're in the shadow of death, whatever that means, yeah. um, <laughs> like if you feel like you're going through it, like he is there. Yeah, and he'll walk with you, and he'll comfort you yeah and then i'm gonna leave you with this verse um kind of just like talking about like why you shouldn't be complacent in a sense you know um yeah romans chapter 8 verse 5 through 8 um for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit 
For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Amen. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, Oof. that sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I don't know, just like, it just like when you walk with God, when you set your mind on the things of the spirit and all of that type of stuff, there's life and there's peace and there's freedom. There's all these things. And there's like no complacency because you understand yeah. like what God's will is for you. But when you try and walk in the flesh, which is anything that is against God's will and God's plan. So that is complacency mm-hmm. and that is sin. That is whatever else you want to say. Like there's so much more trouble that comes alongside of it than just like Pete, like you, there's, only a couple points where it's like, oh, set your mind on the spirit. You're filled with peace and stuff like that. Oh, set your mind on the spirit. This is that. But it says so much more against and towards, like, when you set your mind on the things of the flesh, when you do things in your own will, when you have pride, when you have whatever, like, there's just, I don't know. Like, it goes up against God. It says, like, it that flesh cannot please God. Yeah. And we want to be pleasing to God. So, right. man, like, if you find yourself in a complacent season, Hopefully you recognize it and, mm-hmm. and all of that type of stuff so that you're not against God and you don't offend God because, like, we just want to be in his will. Right. So, so um, you know what time it is. Takeaway time. It's takeaway time. So, Anjulis, do you have any takeaways for this entire episode? Um, I mean, if I could pinpoint one thing or a few things, um, I would probably say... Like, for me, in in my life, I've always, like, before I knew God and stuff, I've always been, like, desired comfort, and I hated being uncomfortable. Like, I would never step out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of fear and stuff like that. So, I think just stepping out of that comfort zone and accepting change, like, really changed the course of my life. Like, literally, that's, doing those things, like, constantly changed my life. Yeah. And, like, I definitely see the benefit of doing those things, even though they can be hard and it's definitely uncomfortable. And, like, you know, you just you just go through it, but you know that you have God with you. And, like, Psalms 23 says, like, God is there. Like, he comforts you. And yeah. He walks with you. And so just, like, standing on God's truth while going through those discomforting things, like, it's fine because God is with me and I know that. But then at the end, like on the other side, like you see like all the benefits from it and like the growth that you, that you've experienced by doing it. Mm-hmm. And it just, it keeps like fueling more and more discomfort, even though it sucks. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> right. Discomfort does suck. Yeah. So what are your takeaways? Um, I would have to say like, Man, just, like, recognizing, like, what complacency is. Yeah. And, like, true. if you're in that season, like, okay, whoa, 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 I'm trying to make it all about me. I'm very self-centered on this. Like, I'm not relying and trusting on God. I'm trying to do things in my own strength. Because rec- knowing those things has helped me realize that I'm in a season of complacency. And then, yeah. like, then turn my trust back into God quicker than just, like, right. oh, I'm here cool i guess i'll see you in five years like it's not like that it's like oh i'm here like no something needs to change Mm -hmm. like what do i need to do to move out of this place so one realizing that but then also too like 
man, just abiding in like being in God's will and trusting God, like those things, like, yeah, those are just very important. I feel like those are the very like first things that you should do when you are in a season of complacency and trying to get out of a season of complacency is like, okay, I got to put my trust one back in God. And then like to do that, I need to draw closer to him. Mm -hmm. So then knowing what drawing closer to him means and like that's kind of where i'm at though i'm not in a season of complacency like i said mm -hmm. before it's like i'm still like no i just need to rely on yeah. god so much more yeah in everything right period yeah it's like let me get closer to him because our flesh like wants to do the opposite of what god oh, wants us to always do. always so it's always a battle against our and flesh. if you let one day pass by let Oof. one whatever if you just let it slip by like the enemy will come on strong and try and be like oh maybe that's a weak point maybe i can get in there maybe i can do whatever yeah. so you always got to be like as close to god as you could get man mm -hmm. i'm not <laughs> yeah with your armor yeah So we make it to Spotify song of the episode. Um, real quick, if you don't know what that is, it is a playlist that we curate on Spotify with songs that we hope that will encourage you um, through the season, through your life, through whatever. Um, and so then this week's episode song, this week's song <laughs> of the episode is Make Room by Jonathan McReynolds. It's just a really good song. And it just is like, all right, God, you can have the space, you mm -hmm. can have the time, you can have whatever is keeping me from you yeah. in this season. Um, I lay it down yeah. at your feet so that you can like fill me up and let it be more about you and less about me. That's good. It's a great song. It is really good. We release episodes on the first and third Friday of every month. Make sure you turn on notifications so you know when an episode drops. Also, follow us on Instagram at hidden underscore but not unseen because we'll be posting updates there. So I hope you enjoy our banter as we go on this journey through life together. Mm -hmm.